welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start, together with your hosts, Tim Page-Botterf and Danny Smith. Today, we have a returning guest, Dr. Robert Cannon. He's going to talk to you specifically about strains and sprays with your host, Danny Smith. Sit back, relax. Again, grab your pen, grab a pad of paper, take some great notes. Here's Danny and Dr. Cannon. Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host, Danny Smith, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Cannon. Those of you who have been listening will recall that I had a conversation with Dr. Cannon a few weeks back, and we discussed, uh, well, sort of the new normal for many of us, that is uh, home officing and working from home, a bit different for a lot of people right now. Uh, As promised, we invited Dr. Cannon back to discuss uh, the much broader subject of ergonomics in general. Uh, if you don't remember or didn't have a chance to listen to that podcast, I'd encourage you to go back and take a listen to it. Uh, a bit about Doc Cannon. He has lectured and taught in universities and colleges. His research has been published in the Journal of Applied Physiology. He has a graduate degree in work physiology and in kinesiology. And uh, he's also a member of our Safe Start team. So welcome back to Dr. Robert Cannon. Oh, thank you, Danny. I'm very, very pleased to be back and have this opportunity to talk with you and and your audience again. Well, let's jump right in. You know, Doc, I always find that ergonomics is is such a broad term. When people think about ergo, they tend to think about you know design issues and specific products like well, anti-fatigue matting, uh, lift assist, ergonomic chairs, and those type things, rather than how we actually interact with our workstations or how we use our bodies and our daily activities. Uh, Those kind of physical solutions and aids are, they're important, but that's really not been the focus of your career. You've chosen to look at and and focus in on more of the, the personal side of ergonomics. Uh, thank you for that, Danny. Yes, I have. Uh, and let me explain how I define these, this concept, personal ergonomics. Th- there's no question that ergonomic tools and equipment have helped everybody to reduce stress and strain with target-specific activities. But, but here's the issue. If the design and tools were the complete solution, then why do we continue to have these musculoskeletal injuries and pain? Because the ergonomic design dictates how the best way to do something, but it doesn't give us the why as to how that design actually makes a difference. It yeah. doesn't tell us, you know, when to rest, uh, as an example, or, or change position, uh, or even know what the right position is, or how the best thing, way to do any activity is if you, if you don't have any of these tools. And, and of course, I'm thinking about when we're at home, when we don't have any of the things that we may have at work. So my interest has always been in trying to help people make better choices when they use their body, and it doesn't matter where or how uh, they're doing the activity, uh, obviously how they're doing the activity, but it doesn't matter where. If they don't have the equipment, tools, or a situation, then they will know, they should know, how best to use their bodies. In other words, I'm just helping people to help themselves wherever. That's so true, you know, especially, uh, you know, it may be something that uh, 
maybe it's not even a quote unquote work task that they're working on. It may be something that's just an activity that they're doing at home or something of that nature. Uh, I, I want to start with kind of one of my favorite safe start units. Uh, and that is uh, what we call critical decision units. One where we focus on using the search for sprains and strains. And, you know, I, for me personally, I say that's one of my favorites. And I think that's, just because I've had so many sprains and strains through the years. Uh, particularly, I think, sprained ankles. Man, I can't even count the number of sprained <laughs> ankles that I've had through the years. Uh, you know, and I know that's not the case for everybody that they've had that specific type injury, but you know, that didn't even take into account for me the sprained shoulders, the strained wrists, you know, all of those type things. Uh, but when I'm asked, uh, you know, what's your, what's your favorite safe start unit, I usually go to that one because – just to be honest, I've got a lot of mileage out of it. It's helped me a ton. Yeah, Danny, as you said, almost everyone has been hurt lots and lots of time, and people hate pain. So avoiding that always garners a lot of personal interest. And I think it's a, I think it's a good place to start if we talk about there are two kinds of ergonomic injuries, and. It, uh, it's obvious the first one is acute, and meaning it just happened. And that's what you were describing with your ankle sprains. Right. People generally think of this kind of injury when the topic comes up. You know, For a lot of folks, sprains and strains are so common, they're considered you know, almost a part of life. Yeah. Uh, and, and for some people, you know, that may be true. But, um, but the other one is... Uh, is this cumulative trauma or repetitive stress. And that occurs because of a, a gradual weakening of the support structures of any joint or tissue from uh, you know, something like doing the same thing over and over and over again without right. resting or, or allowing the tissues to properly heal. Um, people have poor technique. They don't have support uh, that is strength for the areas that they're working on, enough strength. Mm -hmm. um, or they just have bad technique in terms of stretching or they don't stretch at all or any combination of those things. You know, so many things can lead to gradual, gradual, gradual weakening until finally the tissue starts to break. Right. And, and you know, the, the big thing here in any industry, if you if you ask any industry any industry what percentage of their injuries are from acute or repetitive stress combined, we get ranges of twenty five to seventy five percent. You know, depending on what they do, and imagine the resultant cost for those injuries. So this tends to be something that gets uh, everybody's attention, and it's a great place to start. Absolutely, and you know. Obviously, from a from a human perspective, an individual perspective, you've got the pain and the suffering that's involved in that. Uh, and then, from a, a company perspective, these injuries are quite often, you know, fairly expensive uh, claims for us in our work comp side of things as well. So, you know, certainly two big, big impacts: one personal and one from a company standpoint. You know, in addition to the uh, critical decision unit we touched on there, uh, you have also written what I, I I just love this new course that you've written. It's kind of the uh, the the head to toes or head to ankles course, if you will, uh, uh, that 
specifically uses the safe start concepts like states and errors and the certs and talks about how we can use those to influence ergonomic outcomes. Uh, so we'll, we'll start off with some baby steps today, but could you just really briefly uh, delineate between kind of the two of those for, for our audience today? Well, as I mentioned, we've got two kinds of injuries, the acute and the repetitive. And, and we're dealing with the strains and sprains, that is the acute injuries today. But uh, the other course, using certs to pre reduce repetitive stress injuries is the one that, uh, that uh, I wrote and we're, I'm pretty excited about. And that course briefly just goes through the anatomy uh, of our bodies to help people understand how their bodies work and why these repetitive injuries occur so that we, we end up knowing exactly what we're doing and how we can make a bad choice. Safe stretches and exercises to prevent uh, injury and uh, strengthening and the recovery tactics, you know, to support the structures as we talked about before. Also providing really good ergonomic habits and yeah. best practices with everything we do. So you always know how to use your body in just the right way. And helping us to bring all that together and understand the state to error patterns that can lead to these problems. You know, the, this is, a, I, I, I tweaked the critical error reduction techniques a little bit to allow us to discuss how we can prevent these injuries from happening in the first place. And if they've already occurred, how to prevent them from getting worse or, or happening again. So yeah. it's a, it, uh, it really works on that repetitive strain side of things. Right. And I think that's so important to look at it from that perspective. And we're going we're gonna to do another one of these with, with Doc Cannon and take a little bit of a deeper dive into that. Uh, Doc, just a, a quick reset, if you don't mind. Uh, if we're talking specifically today about sprains and strains, um, one of the things that I think uh, would be a good way to look at this and would probably serve our listeners well is to start with maybe the difference between a strain and a sprain because we hear those terms used kind of I don't know kind of they're kind of run together at times I guess so if you don't mind just delineate between those two for us to put this in very simple terms strain refers to an injury to the tendon which attaches the muscle to the bone some of the tendons are long some are short but if that injury occurs it causes a little micro tear or indeed something much worse but the other one, the sprain, refers to ligaments and support structures around surrounding the joint. So to make it really simple, if you think of a, a strain has a T in it, a tendon, and sprain doesn't. See, that makes it easier makes to remember. Yeah. Uh, but in most situations, the mechanism of injury is basically the same. So typically, they're lumped together when we're discussing these MSIs or musculoskeletal injuries. So for most people, it doesn't really make much difference. The mechanism of injury, however, is typically very similar. That makes sense. And it's important to, as well here to, to make sure everybody understands that uh, we're not trying to turn everybody into an ergo consultant like yourself, uh, but rather when it comes to ergonomics, we just want them to be kind of their own best advocates and, and understand really how to use their bodies properly, right? 
Exactly. You know, the, the, the key with this is that the, they're obviously the first person to feel the pain wherever they are on or off the job. And they know exactly what they were doing when they started to feel the pain. Now, that's not always the case, but for the majority of these injuries, mm -hmm. certainly with the acute injury, that's the case. Right. And they're in the best position to do something about it. In other words, recognize what they could have done in a different situation. But in the repetitive side, it could be stretching or, or resting or a different posture or position. But they recognize what they did. In other words, all of these things together, they can do it for themselves if they understand the mechanism of injury and what situation they were in when it happened. That makes perfect sense. You know, I found that once you've injured an, an ankle, a knee, or well, even worse, your lower back, I guess, uh, the chances are that whatever body part you injured is going to be more susceptible to future injuries. I mean, I know for myself, that's certainly been the case with the ankles. Uh, I mentioned those earlier. And, you know, I think as I was growing up over time, uh, my ankles became very weak. Uh, over the years, and I found that I was much, much more likely to roll an ankle and end up with a sprained ankle all over again. It, I'm guessing that's the same for other areas, right? It's, yes, and especially true for low back problems. You know, mm. pain, muscle spasm, uh, and if you've got leg pain with it as well, they almost invariably happen again and again and again. So if folks don't understand their role in preventing the injury in the first place, it's not going to change. Yeah, exactly. I guess kind of an added bonus here. Uh, you know, if we're all singing off kind of the same page of the hymn book, or in other words, we're, we're speaking the same language about these issues, especially if we're talking about ergonomic issues in terms of not the, the equipment or the workstation or this, that, and the other, and we're looking at it more of the personal way, and thinking about it in terms of states and errors, and particularly the critical error reduction techniques, then intervention on each other's behalf increases as well, right? Absolutely, Danny. You know, both of these courses, the acute, the EAU ones, strains and sprains, and the repetitive course, were extraordinarily fun to teach, uh, as you well know. And they both follow the same protocol, and this is the important part, as the typical Safe Start program. We give them information, you know, through reading the stories or, and watching the video examples of other people getting hurt, and then we get right into it by having them tell their own stories to each other, and then they have to analyze what happened. Right. And boy, do we ever get some stories. I mean, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> but... The big thing is that they identify their state to error pattern and learn what to do to stop that from happening again. But they also, because they're sharing the stories, they learn from each other. So we get two things out of this. We got many things out of this, but the key one, we establish a common language. So as an example, self-triggering on the state, uh, like rushing before a bad thing happens and, and recognizing good habits and you would get the good habits from listening to somebody else's story. You heard how they hurt themselves, and you just got a brand new habit because you're not going to do what they did. Exactly. And that helps to keep everybody out of trouble and helps them to use that same language to help 
each other. And, and that's the key to this whole thing. Absolutely. You know, and I found with me that, uh, you know, I, I, I joke about the, the, that particular EAU one being one of my favorite units, but I, mm -hmm. it's because it pushed me to develop some additional habits. Uh, like I said, I've had lots and lots of experience uh, with sprained ankles. In fact, for, for a long time, I would only wear either lace up boots or, or like high top tennis shoes would be the only footwear I'd wear is kind of a personal yeah. PPE approach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But since I've taken safe start and obviously become a safe start consultant now, I've really started working on some new habits and uh, you know, looking before you move. That's one of the safe start habits. We talk about a lot, moving your eyes before you move your hands, your, in my case, my feet, uh, body or car, you know, before you move uh, and taking that glance first, uh, that's helped me a lot. Uh, I've started also looking for things in particular that would cause me to roll that ankle. Uh, I think about like walking through uh, a, a parking lot and everybody has probably seen this where you have like uh, they've done something with the utilities, the underground utilities, and you have a little rough spot there, a divot in the parking mm -hmm. lot, yeah, yeah. just an uneven surface, just enough to cause you to roll that ankle. Heck I can, I'm, I got to where I was a professional at uh, twisting the ankles. I mean, I could uh, walk through a parking lot, find a little pebble or a piece of gravel out there that nobody else would see, but I, my foot would find it. Uh, and uh. I've learned to look for those things and to watch for those things and to do that habitually. And that's been just invaluable to me, you know? Uh, I suppose as well here, Doc, we should insert just a quick word of caution before we get too deeply into the discussion. You know, as with, with anything medical, at some point, you really need to stop and seek medical advice. So give our listeners a bit of guidance as to when that should happen. Well, obviously, there's been, if there's been a significant trauma, you know, like a, a serious fall or strike, you need to have that evaluated by your healthcare provider right away. Uh, but so with the acute side, uh, it, it's quite clear. If it feels like a big injury, go see somebody right away. Right. But uh, let me just talk for a moment about the repetitive strain as the other part of that too. Those ones are a little more difficult. They kind of sneak up on you. You know, um, they would start with a pain that uh, may increase during the day, but they go away overnight. And the next day they gradually start up again. And then at some point, they don't go away overnight, and suddenly you're into a situation where you've got pain in a particular area all the time. And this is where the tissue starts to gradually, gradually, gradually break down. Now, sometimes the individual doesn't even know what they were doing to cause the problem in the first place, and that makes it more difficult for anybody treating somebody to determine what they need to avoid. But regardless of that, if you've already got this process in place, you do need to seek a professional help. You know, the whole point of that Safe Start for Personal Ergonomics course that I wrote is to try to get ahead of that. But if right. you've got that going on in your body now, you definitely need to have somebody guide you through that recovery. Yeah, yeah I really like that. And that's you know, I think sometimes it's it's almost as though, and all of us probably do this, uh, 
it's almost as though we, we attribute some of those things to, well, I'm getting older, I'm hurting more, but sometimes it's much, much more than that. And we really do need to stop and say, Hey, I am hurting. I need to go get this checked out. And sometimes yes, yes. I think we just, well, the old phrase is cowboy up and we, we really shouldn't be yeah. cowboying up like that. Right. No. Uh, uh, Doc, another term I hear a lot is an acronym uh, that uh, is used a lot in in medical treatment, first aid, and a lot of other areas, and that's the acronym of RICE. Uh, I've heard that's helped a lot of people. Uh, can you walk our audience through that tool, the RICE acronym? So, so RICE has been around for a lot of years because it's easier for most people to remember about what they should do when they get these acute injuries. And uh, so RICE, R-I-C-E, the R means rest. It just simply means stop whatever it is that you're doing and give the tissue a chance to heal. And the I stands for ice, which means cool the thing down. We want to apply cold to the area to reduce the inflammation and swelling as quickly as possible. So you could put um, a bag of ice, uh, it could be a, a, an actual bag of ice or frozen peas, or you could use one of those chemical freezer packs. Mm-hmm. You've got to be really careful with those because they are the temperature of your freezer. So that will cause frostbite if you put it directly in your skin. So you need a little towel or something. So you could ice the area 15 to 20 minutes, maybe four times a day for the first 24 or 48 hours. And that will reduce the swelling around the tissue. And then the third compression, the C, compression with a tensor bandage, helpful for up to a week or so after the injury to reduce the swelling again. And elevation, the E, which helps to reduce the swelling and bruising as well. Now, be very clear. Rice is for immediate treatment for an acute strain or sprain. The following day, though, once the swelling's resolved or reducing, then you could apply contrast of heat and ice would be helpful in most situations. But the thing I want, I want everybody to remember is that if it doesn't get better, better, if it's not resolving in a few days, then if there's any question at all, I want you to go and see your, your healthcare provider to make sure that you haven't done a more sinister injury and help with possible treatment. So the important thing after any injury, though, is to evaluate the mechanism of injury. What inappropriate position were you in or what movement did you make that caused the problem and then try to determine what state and the ergonomic error that you were in that caused you to make this injury and then try to figure out what you need to do to stop this from happening again which is of course the search that we talk so much about in safe start Doc, thanks so much for your time. We're getting a little tight on time here. Uh, I wanted to leave our audience with just a thought from this unit's workbook. There's some questions in there. One of them that uh, I really like, uh, how many young people do you know that are concerned about their backs, their shoulders, or their knees? And then kind of the follow-up question, how many elderly people do you know that have back, shoulder, and knee problems? Um, we do a pretty good job convincing ourselves that it's not going to happen to me, don't we? <laughs> we sure do. Or my, more likely, I, I, and I've said this, it won't happen to me this time. Yes. I'm yes. somehow going to get away with it. You know, and, it, it, and I'm always reminded 
uh, of that famous Einstein quote, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Right. So we really need to change how and what we do, but we need some tools to help the process. And I think Safe Start is that tool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great, great help, right? Well, thanks so much for your time, Dr. Cannon. Uh, we're, we're running out of time for today. Uh, Doc, I do hope we'll be able to get you back because we've, we've only scratched the surface on ergonomics. And uh, if you'd like more information for our listeners on Dr. Cannon or on his uh, newly authored program, Safe Start Personal Ergonomics, you can go over to safestart.com uh, or you can uh, contact one of your account managers and they will take care of that as well. Uh, for Safe Talk with Safe Start, I'm Danny Smith. Be sure to join Tim Page Bodorf next time when he'll discuss a surefire way to keep Safe Start concepts alive. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.